season may have drawn to a close but the Big Footy Blues podcast is still tying up loose ends and doing a bit of housekeeping. I'm ODN and I am joined by a couple of panellists who decided to hang back, stack the chairs and throw out the empty bottles. Well, I didn't have to go back too far this week to find something. Uh, My sources tell me she is in a bad mood and f***ed up on jelly beans. Have you come down yet, Mebby? No, I haven't. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to. Uh, We'll be bleeping that one out. Um, (laughs) Even though he is no longer welcome in the singles thread, he still recommends people hang out at the bar and hit the revolving dance floor to see if they have game. You've become the dating guru overnight, HBF. Oh, gee, the memories of the Manhattan in Heathmont. Those were the days. How are you, everyone? in the past, yeah? (laughs) <laughs> leave it in the past. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, look, <laughs> we'll leave that right behind us. Uh, we'll move straight on to a little bit of uh, blues in the news. Um, this week, uh, we've delisted four players. It's always a very sad time of year. Um, gone, McInnes, Tomei, Keisha, and Reynolds. Any uh, particular misgivings about those delistings, or pretty much expected? Uh, look, not not for me. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, it's always hard when you've got when you only get someone for one year, like Reynolds was. Um, but that's the industry, so no, nah, I think I think all those four are pretty much right on. Maybe I know it's a business, but it's still like I still get a little bit sad every time it happens, and I'm very sad for McGuinness. We all know how great he was to watch um, before he did his knee, and I'm just a bit sad that he never got back there with us. Um, Reynolds, I don't think was really given that much of a chance, but. I mean, he never set the world on fire at BFL, but he wasn't terrible either. I guess maybe others just jumped ahead of him in the queue. But apart from that, there's not too much you can say about it really, is there? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I liked Reynolds from what I saw at VFL level. I thought he um, I thought he did some nice things. I thought, you know, maybe we could have given him another, another 12-month contract. But, you know, obviously that's not the case. So, uh, look. Yeah, let's see what let's see what happens uh, later on if there's more delistings or you know whatever. But yeah, those four fair enough, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing too shocking there. But um, yeah, we, I think we all acknowledge that McInnes is uh, he, he's he's had some had a run of bad luck, and it's it's very unfortunate for him. Um, meanwhile, uh, we have two year contracts being signed uh, by Nicky Graham. And um, drum roll, Levi Casbolt. Um, that was uh, that came out of the blue, uh, given all the speculation about Levi uh, of late. 
I'd love to know how much he's getting paid um, to see. Because people were throwing around numbers like 500 grand a year, which I think is insane. But then MS3 came out and said that it wasn't close to that. So I'd love to know what deal he actually ended up on. Um, obviously, I'm super happy that they've both re-signed. I can't wait to see Graham develop a little bit more. And if Levi can um, kick some goals next year, we'll be on to a winner. I mean, yeah, look, he's certainly shown some improvement in that area. Uh, Levi with his kicking on goal. Um, it's still shaky at best, I, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, look, maybe another summer with, um, you know, to work on that action. You know, we might get a 25 to 30 goal centre-half forward maybe next year and then maybe pushing up maybe towards 40 the year after. Um, and, look, super happy that Graham's, you know, re-signed as well um you know he was probably one of the you know one of the success stories in the like the latter half of the year with his form and you know a couple of really good games against uh you know north melbourne and, and frio um yeah wrapped that he's um wrapped that he's committed to the club for two more years and hopefully we'll see him play a bit more um afl footy next year and not you know get his 35 touches in the vfl yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm just glad to see that the beard is still going to be at Carlton for another couple of years. It's a it's a cult hero on its own. Bloody good um, beard. Oh, it's a it's a great beard. What a man. Um, so yeah, but uh, look, <laughs> I mean, if the Bulldogs were offering five hundred, I, I heard I heard earlier in the year that uh, I think Casbolt said he loves the club. He may have even been a Carlton supporter before he. Um, he was a mad Carlson supporter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, why would you? Why would you? I mean, so it surprised me that he might even consider leaving if he got a reasonable offer, and and it's quite conceivable that uh, if the Bulldogs were offering five hundred thousand, I could see Levi staying for staying at Carlton for three fifty, uh, no problem, no problem at all, just for the uh, because he's wearing the navy blue. But the thing is, like, it's the manager's job to throw these crazy figures out there and try and get him as much money as possible. So the manager could very well have gone to Bulldogs and said, if he is interested, how much will you give him just to try and drive his price up a bit? I mean, that, like, if the manager doesn't do that, then he's not very good at it. Yeah. So you always throw out your ambit claims and negotiate and go from there. But So it, it could have just been absolutely nothing, a storm in a teacup, and Levi was always going to stay and it was all the the movers and shakers around him that were making all the noise. Yeah, and our supporter base fell for it hook, line and sinker as per usual. Don't we always? Uh, yeah, he was gone. He was gone. Those, it's those Facebook rumours, man. They get us every time. Yeah, he, he was gone and he's not much good anyway and that's what happens when Simon plays. <laughs> never amount to anything. He's too old to learn how to kick better but now that he's re-signed, shit is good. Yeah, yeah, he'll be in everybody's starting 22. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Meanwhile, we've still got a little bit of speculation around a few other players. Um, uh, Jared Waite uh, is one where um, you know people swear he's he's already gone to North Melbourne. But um, there was um, somebody. There was a bit of speculation around today that um, I, I didn't hear the story, but HPF, you were mentioning it. Yeah, I just saw a post. Um, I think it was in the rumor thread that somebody had posted that he met with. I think it was Stephen Trigg. I could be wrong, but I think it was Stephen Trigg. Um, not at not at the club, but across the road at some cafe. So, um, following on from him meeting with Malthouse yesterday, I believe. Um, look, maybe there is maybe we're having you know one last ditch effort to try and get him to stay. Um, I still th- I know, we've discussed this on the podcast previously, but I think if we offer him a one year deal with the second year 
Um, you know, if he plays enough games, it triggers a second year. I think, I think that's probably the best deal that he could hope for, and I think that protects the club from not having to give him a second year if he can't get his body right or he's out suspended. So, look, I think he should stay. I mean, you know, son of a legend, so I think he should stay, whether whether he sees whether he does that or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, we still don't know what's happening with Jeff Garlett. And uh, apparently, according to his manager, Mitch Robinson has been told that he won't be at the club next year no matter what. And we're seeking to trade him. And if we don't trade him, then uh, he'll become a, a delisted free agent. Um, so that's uh, a little bit surprising. Right? Because I find it... that very strange that they would announce that no matter what he's gone. Because that, doesn't that mean that... I mean, wouldn't that make it... Wouldn't that be shooting ourselves in the foot absolutely like yep. like we don't want him at all so even if, if you don't want to trade for him don't worry just hang out until bargain basement sale and just pick him up for free why would we do that well we i don't know i don't think we would if, if that is what has gone down it's not certainly not carlton that's actually announcing that to anyone the managers or you know mitch and his manager obviously shocked got upset and decided well you know here's our way of of putting it out here early so all clubs can have a look at us um, and, um, you know, just sort of flag. Like a vindictive. Well, like, to, to, to a little, little point, well, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to, we're not going to help you uh, secure a deal because, you know, you, you've turned your back on me, so there's there's no loyalty there. But um, it's, it's sort of also saying to 17 other clubs, I'll go anywhere. He's putting it out there early so that they've got plenty of time to sort out their list and whether they can use him and, you know, work out a deal rather than have to wait until the trade period comes up and maybe not have a lot of room to move. Um, they've, yeah, they've, they've, they've sort of been proactive in getting it out there that Robinson is going to, is on the open market. So, uh, I, but aside from what Carlton might have said, I'm a little bit surprised by that. Um, you know, we certainly, I mean, it, it, there's been some indiscretions and we know Carlton have turned the corner, I guess, culture and attitude-wise um, in the later part of the year. But, you know, we're not we're not talking uh, Fev territory here, are we, with Robinson? So No, not even close. So, yeah, it's a little bit sad. Uh, meanwhile, I mean, there's a few names that have come up uh, that we may be interested in. So some of the names being bandied around... Um, uh, Sean Higgins is probably being mentioned the, the strongest. It, it seems everybody thinks it's the lay down Mazir that he's going to be at Carlton next year, uh, all the journos. Um, we're supposedly into uh, Christian Jacksh. <laughs> I thought that was that's the I best. Like that. That's, that's a lot of enthusiasm in that. Well, there's, there's, that's the best I could do with that with that name. It's um, Jack. Ken, Kenny Callender would have had a, a field day <laughs> with that one. Um, Who's that? Uh, <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a Sydney uh, Sydney race caller that's got a lisp, so so yeah. he's always funny when he tries to pronounce horses with an S in their name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's obscure. No, no. Wide world of sports fans would know with the old 12 men. Oh, anyway. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're supposedly into into him. Uh, he's a, he's a um, GWS tall. We're into all of those GWS talls. And um, Tom Mitchell, uh, who's been dropped from the Sydney Swans side for the uh, for the first up final um so um you know we 
been linked to Mitchell for a while, but I, I don't know that it's. I don't know that Carlton's the the number one suitor, but uh, yeah, is it, they all sound feasible. Look, I, I mean, according to us, we're the number one suitor for everybody. Like according to Carlton supporters. Yeah, well, I think with I think with Mitchell, I think that makes makes sense. You know, we we need to we need to beef up our midfield. We need to beef up our contested ball mid. So why not why not go after him? And and Sydney need to get some salary cap relief after signing, you know, Franklin and Tippett. So, um, you know, reading on the made board, you know, a lot of Sydney posts are saying, oh, look, he's contracted until 2016. But what they don't seem to understand is that they actually have to get some players out to give themselves some salary cap relief. Otherwise, they're, you know, they're screwed. So, um, look, if we can, if we can organise a deal with Sydney to get Mitchell at the club, I'd be, I'd be wrapped with that. Um, less confident on on Jack, of course. I, I think you know every club in Melbourne is pretty keen to get him. So you can pretty much choose from whoever he wants to play down here. Um, Higgins, oh look, he's not going to cost us much. He's a good user of the footy, and I think one of Mebby's friends will be pretty happy if he if he's <laughs> wearing, wearing navy blue next year. So um, yeah, look, ha- happy with those three. But you know, it's all speculation until. Was it October or something until the oh, trade period comes through? What else are we going to do but speculate at this time of that's, year? HBF? That's that's very true. That's very true. One last item: um, Bryce Gibbs has made the All Australian squad of forty. So here's hoping he can get into the twenty-two. That yeah. would be a just reward for an awesome season. Thoroughly, he definitely deserve. deserves it. Yep, yep. Should should win our best and fairest by a fair margin. I would have thought a country this year. mile. You would mm. think you would think so. Um, okay, I think we'll move on, and uh, it's time for the weekend wake. So on Saturday afternoon at the MCG, Carlton 14-6-90 drew with Essendon 13-12-90. Oh, I just don't even like saying those scores. It just, I feel just nothing. Do it. Yeah. I feel flat just saying it. Um, yeah. Goals, Carlton, Watson 4, Yaron 2, Menzel 2, singles to Armfield, Bell, Waite, Lucas, McLean and Wood. Best for Carlton, Judd, Watson, McLean, Doherty, Gibbs, Yaron. Um, Mark Murphy was a late withdrawal from the side. Um, so, but Carlton still came out firing, got out to a five-goal lead at quarter time before Essendon came back with an eight-goal to one second quarter and led by five goals themselves during the third quarter. And then Carlton came storming back and ended up missing a couple of opportunities in the dying moments to secure the win. Um, strange old game. Uh, what were your thoughts? Oh, look, it was, a, as you say, ODN, it was a... Uh, an amazing game of footy. I mean, you know, almost going to just just go back and sort of repeat what you've just said. But you know, that first quarter, we really jumped out of the blocks well. Um, you know, we 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 it's one of the best quarters of football I think we played for the year. And and you know, Essendon just looked really. I don't know whether they thought they just wanted to just turn up and they thought, you know, they they'd get the four points or whether they were thinking about 
the first week of finals. I'm not really sure, but um, and then it was like the two teams changed jumpers at quarter time. All the all the momentum was with Essendon in that second quarter, um, and then probably halfway through the third, and it really looked like it was just going to be a, another 10, 12 goal toweling that we were going to get. But at least, you know, to our credit, you know, we we dug in and you know we fought back in that third quarter. So I think it was. I think it was seven points, I think. Seven points to margin at three-quarter time. Yeah. Um, and then it was just a real arm wrestle in that last quarter. You know, both teams could had chances to win it. Um, but I think I think um, the way the game was had, was played, um, you know, I think a draw was actually a fitting result. I'm not sure either team deserved to win it, but nor do I think that either team, you know, deserved to lose it either. So... Um, yeah, it's an it's a it's a surreal feeling after a draw. You're just sort of standing at the ground, not really sure what to do. And being the last game of the season for us, probably just probably just made it just that little bit worse. So, um, but look, just on an individual performance, you know, Matthew Watson, you know, what a what a game. You know, he kicked he kicked four, you know, including one from the boundary line. What a ripper! Which, which was an absolute gem. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that that'll give him some real confidence in in the preseason. You know, Malthouse came out and said after the game that he's probably, you know, he self doubts himself more than you know anyone. So hopefully that'll give him a bit of a shot in the arm and give him some confidence going into next year. I'd like to see him see how he goes as a permanent forward. Yeah. I thought I think he's shown enough at VFL to to see that he can actually play forward. Um, Judd, Judd, Judd and McLean were, were very good as well. Um, yeah, an, an amazing way to finish off the season. Yeah, for sure. Look, um, Watson was, I think, a little bit unfairly maligned after the match for not um, for going for a mark and not punching the ball through for a behind uh, that would have put Carlton in front. Yeah. And, and, and I think I mentioned at the time, you know, how did, these, these guys couldn't possibly all know how much time was left. And I think Malthouse uh, confirmed that. In its post-match interview, where he said, "You know, we didn't get it. We couldn't get out to everybody to tell yeah. them how much time was left," and a lot of the guys sort of looked and went, "Oh, yeah, 27-minute mark. We've got a few. We've got a few minutes left." And uh, yeah, and, and and you don't want to take the chance of fisting through for a behind and having Essendon kick out long and strong down the guts, and you know, yep. uh, getting us on the rebound for a goal. So you do want to secure it in that uh, in your forward pocket if you can't get the goal and try to work around for that goal. So. I don't blame them at all. It's I think that's just a little bit of emotional in the end because we know how much time is left. We see the countdown clock, um, and and it is you know you don't want that sort of criticism uh, overshadowing what was uh, well probably Matthew Watson's best game for Carlton. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, good good on him for actually you know trying to trying to take the mark anyway. Yes, yes, he could have punched it, but I mean, good on him for at least getting to the front position, at least taking that on to actually try and mark it. Um, yeah. So, you know, look, 12, in 12 months' time, if he's in a similar position, I'm sure he'll probably try and punch it through. But, you know, you know, good on him for at least, you know, attempting attempting a, a pretty strong pack mark in the, you know, in the dying seconds of a, a game of footy. So, um, amazing game, amazing game. Look, Gibbs was lining that shot up for 30 seconds. Um, if, if, if there was any senior players down there saying, look, if, you, if, it, if it falls short, punch it through, 
Mm. Uh, but I, 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 I'd wager nobody was saying that. They were just playing the ball on its merits and nobody had any idea what, how much time was left. Um, I just want to make mention also of Chris Aaron uh, had a beautiful running goal down the, down the middle where he, middle where he did a, a one-two and just burned off his opponent. Yep. Um, with a, he drilled, drilled a real low shot into bounce of the goal square and went through. And, man, I, I just love it when he kicks those goals. Yeah. And, and he's just got that confidence to, you know, give off the ball, run around as an opponent and get it back and just burn them off, you know, turn the afterburners on and and, and, um, and burn them off. And it's, it's the most exciting thing going on around Carlton at the moment when he's uh, when Yaren's fully fit and in that sort of mood. What was uh, what was great with that is where uh, where I sit at the MCG, it's actually behind the goals at the at the punt road end. So it actually Yaron was actually coming towards us and it just it looked good and as soon as I mean it looked great as he was coming towards us and as soon as he kicked it it wasn't it wasn't going anywhere other than straight through the middle. So yeah, um, I agree with you, ODN. There's there's not too many better sites in AFL footy at the moment than Yaron backing himself and um, you know just beating beating essentially everyone at AFL level and um, yeah backing himself and then kicking goals. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, maybe you uh, you didn't go this week, but you uh, you've caught the tail end of the game. How how is your, how, your heart holding out? I saw the last minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, because I was at a hotel getting ready and I was, I couldn't stop. Like I was glued to the TV, but I couldn't sit still at the same time. So I was like just jumping on the spot up and down, up and down. Um, and then, and then we didn't win. I was really upset about it. But I mean, I didn't have the whole context of the game to understand how we got to that point. I just... Draws are so boring. Like I remember a few years ago we drew with Essendon. I don't remember what year it was, but it just leaves you just feeling empty. Like, oh, you can't yeah. celebrate. You can't be sad. What's the point? But I guess, I mean, the one good thing to take out of it was that Essendon, Essendon didn't win. Yep. Um, so whatever. And I was super excited because I, I was reading your um, everyone's votes for the player of the week, and I was so happy to see my boys Row and Doc in there. Well done, fellas. <laughs> yeah, look, Sam Rowe had an amazing game. Um, I must admit, at the ground, I probably didn't notice Doherty as much as others, but I uh, certainly noticed Rowe. He had a an amazing game, and um, you know he should he should have the most improved player at the club at the best and fairest night. Essentially, locked down. I would have thought. I don't think anyone's made a bigger improvement than him in the last twelve months. No, I think you're right. Yeah, definitely. A lot of just eating their words. Yeah, he was all but he was mm. all but gone, and you know that's the, yeah. And the, the whole season, he stood up and, and performed a new role. So, yeah, good on him. Okay, we might leave it right there, and uh, I think it's time for a little bit of boardwalk. Boardwalk. So, this week on the Big Footy Blues board, um, we asked our posters, posters to tell us their top five Carlton performances for the year. Um, so, we'll just give a little bit of rundown from um, from fifth to first uh, as to as to what the board thought were our best performances and. 
not surprisingly, um, given the year we've had, um, it's uh, we've won seven games, we've drawn one, lost 14, but um, uh, a few of the games in there are actually losses. Um, <laughs> so, which is a little bit sad to say, but um, so th- the fifth one was uh, a round 19 game versus Fremantle uh, where we lost by five points. Frio kicked the last goal of the game. Um, and uh, it was another one of those brave brave losses, I guess, and we were in a bit of a, a rich vein of form, but we, we were still losing those close games against the top teams. But, yeah, no, I, I guess I can't argue with that. That was, a, that was a pretty good game, as bitterly disappointed as we were with the end result. Fourth was the second Geelong clash in round 21. It was a six-point loss. Uh, mm-hmm. Geelong kicked the last two goals. Uh, of, of the game, um, one of them was a um, controversial free to uh, Christensen, was it? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, and yep. uh, and which the um, umpires came out and said shouldn't have been paid. And uh, yeah, we're we're kind of used to um, those sort of decisions really killing us in the last couple of minutes of play. And again, there's another one where we were absolutely ropeable after the final. We're proud of the boys and the effort, but um, we're just frustrated that we can't get the the four points. Um, number three was the round 12 clash against Geelong. It was a five-point loss. Uh, Geelong kicked two goals in the dying couple of minutes. Uh, Selwood kicked the, the, the go-ahead goal for, for Geelong. And uh, in the last... Uh, Last minute of play, um, there was a free kick to Menzel, not paid and uh, not far out from the Carlton goal. And again, after the game, they came out and said that should have been a free kick to Menzel. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is really frustrating just, just, just relaying this back. But this is who people think, you know, they we're still recognising what a good performance and unexpected performances they were by Carlton. Um, the second uh, was the West Coast Eagles round six game. It was a three-point win to Carlton. Uh, Carlton kicked the last five goals of the game. Uh, Buckley kicked the goal to tie it up. Menzel kicked the goal to, uh, for the win. Um, and what an unlikely win that was. And that might have even been my, might even make it for my favourite feeling of the of the year. That was uh, that was an awesome feeling after that. That game. was my favourite. Yeah, well, you know, given given that was a fantastic goal by Buckley. And, and and you know and then and then Menzel taking it upon himself to kick that goal and that's just when our youth really stood up that night and we saw the future. Um, and number one was the round eighteen game, uh, round a twenty three point win against North Melbourne, ten goals between Henderson and Waite who were absolutely on fire. Um, you have any others besides those those or anything you want any comments you want to make on those games looking back as to whether they were in your top five? Oh uh, look, I I think. I think I, I must admit I didn't vote in that in that thread, but um, look, I think I think all of that sounds about right to me. I would have had North Melbourne as the as the best win for the year. I think you know they had everything to play for, and you know our season our season was over, and to to beat them and beat them sort of reasonably comfortably in the end was a, a pretty good result for us. And as you just said, ODN, uh, you know, ten goals between you know Henderson and White. Was a was a was a mighty effort. So yeah, that that would certainly get my uh, my voters' um, performance of the year. It, it's that that weight mark in defence, uh, and then a couple of kicks later, running yep. into an open open goal, um, running through fifty, um, kick, kicking a goal. Just a matter of 
you know, 30 seconds later um, that that's the reason that I don't want to see White play anywhere else. Yeah. That's yeah. the sort of thing it's, uh, that uh, that gave me chills. I think, um, look, a, a game that, that may surprise people, but I for three quarters I thought we actually did all right against Sydney. Um I'm not sure whether we get into the top five, but I know we were I know we were beaten by a lot. But I thought, you know, aside from that third quarter where they just completely blew us away, I thought we were I thought we weren't terrible for three quarters against them. So yeah. I, I I think what I think what going through that demonstrates is that, you know, we're clearly a better a better team than, than only winning seven games for the year. Um, so hopefully we can we can turn a number of these um, close losses into wins. Uh, next year and, and really push for push to be playing finals this time next year. Yeah, no, I, absolutely, and I think there's there's um, North Melbourne were in a similar position last year. They had a bucket load of games with close games that they were that they were losing, and it's just a matter of winning a couple of more of those to get yourself yeah. into the finals. And um, yep. you know, it's a, it's a fine line sometimes, and people just look at the uh, the ladder at the end of the year and they go, uh, you know, what you're down on. 13th spot and uh, and um, you know you've only won seven games for the year and mm-hmm. you know they don't take into account the I mean I, I look at the amount of injuries we've had during the year uh, I look at the close losses and then I look at games that ordinarily if our attitude was as it was towards the end of the season um, um, so there's a few games there uh, against the likes of um yeah, maybe Brisbane, GWS, and Melbourne that we would ordinarily expect to win, um, yep. and it could have been a vastly different picture for us this year. Absolutely, so. yeah, yep. No, but, I completely agree. But we've still we there's only so many of these aberration seasons we can have uh, before it starts becoming well that is our level rather than just an aberration. So yeah, um, we have to you know we have to make hay while the sun shines, folks. Um, we're still running the Cranium Medal for the Big Footy Blues poster of the year. Um, the August voting thread is up. Our nominees are our very own Shandog, Jamison, Go, run, Shandog. <laughs> Jamison run 40, uh, Thrawn, Davila Blues, Slash and Velvet, Dremoth, as Azul, Azul. Uh, Matty four one one and Ferris B. Um, so you know, good luck to all those all those guys and girls, and um, you know, may the best poster take out the August gong. Um, but get in there and, and vote, and don't forget to head into the September nomination thread and uh, put forward the names of your favourite posters for September. So um, yeah, it's um, there's a few names, different names coming up now, and that, and that's really good. It's not the same old names and the old stages that have been around. There's people that are really noticing the quality that's coming out on the board. So I'd like to thank everybody for their support. Our best and fairest is on um, coming up soon in a couple of weeks. Um, so we might, I think we did nominate at the start of the year who we might, uh, we were looking at probably winning it, but. Um, Let's give a couple of predictions now as to who we, how we think that's going to go, who's going to win it, and uh, who's going to be thereabouts. Gibbs has to win. I reckon Yaron will be up there somewhere. Um, I'd like to see Dre get in there somewhere. And I think Roe will as well, actually. But I think Gibbs has definitely been the standout this year. Yeah, I'd, I'd find it hard to believe that if you know anyone else could win it, 
than um, than Gibbsy. I, I agree with you, maybe. I think um, Yaron will be up there. I think Rowe will be up there. Um, Everett, for sure. Um, I think Simpson will be up there as well. I'm not hasn't had the same year as he did last year, but I think he's done enough again this year to, to maybe get somewhere within the, the top five. So, you know, they'd probably be mine, but I think I think Gibbs will win it and win win quite easily, to be honest. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that. I think uh, I think Gibbs Gibbs first. Simpson will probably be up in the top two or three. I, I'd imagine just the way we the um, Carlton seem to reward work rate rather than just the flashy stuff. And when it comes to the best and fairest, uh, um, you know the, the stuff that we don't notice as much. So I, I can see um, um, Simo is very good for his one percenters and the you know putting his body on the line. So I can see him getting being right up there. Again this year, as you said, Roe, Yaron, Everett, and 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 you know, Mark Murphy will definitely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Murphy's in our top five, uh, even though um, you know people think he's his season's been you know just just okay. Uh, I think he's been extremely good on multiple occasions, and um, he'll he'll go top five. But yeah, they're the sort of they're the sort of names I I think we're expecting to look at we've had so many injuries this year and some players have missed so many games um um that um it's no slight not to make the top five now best and best and fairest um uh, we can only hope that we can get them all on the park and have a full squad to choose from next year i think it'll be um a closely fought battle for best first year player mm-hmm. uh, you know just off the top of my head you know Doherty and everett have done really well this year so i think you know they'll they'll fight it out. I'm not. I can't remember the criteria for for actual first year. So whether it's like does does Dylan Buckley have a shot at that or or not? So but yeah, certainly certainly there's some players up there. And even oh, look, he won't win it. But I mean, Sheehan Sheehan's last month was was very good as well. So we've certainly found some players this year, which is which is nice. But yeah, between Doherty and Everett, I think best first year player be a tightly fought race. Yeah. She and won some was it Chris Judd the Chris development? Judd Development Award. Yeah, yeah. So that's a new that's a new award that the uh, the club's obviously bought. I don't know who else yeah. was eligible for that, but um, but uh, he won it. So good on him. Um, that's he, he's fl- absolutely come from nowhere. What a great he? story! Yeah. Like, what a marvelous story. He's only played what sixteen games in his life now. Yeah. Um, and we had him earlier, and he got homesick. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, did he come over? Did he come over with Tui? He came, he came, he came yeah, over he came with, with Tui, Tui and went, yeah. went home. And um, yeah. he's come back a few years later because he's a bit more mature. He's not homesick, you know. He doesn't have the homesick factor anymore. And uh, yep. wow, what a, what a what a! In fact, I mean, tell you what, Zach Zach is looking over his shoulder because uh, <laughs> you know you look at him that game on 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 Saturday and um, and she and probably outshone him. Um, his his foot skills are sublime and. Um, and he's he's got the attitude as well, and um, and the, the, those those Irish boys they're tough. I love them. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I just you know, uh, you know, if I wanted to quote another Irish boy from several years ago when he first started, um, Satanta are helping. Uh, it's you know, when does the fucking hitting start? And these guys, <laughs> that, that's what these guys remind me of. They they they're, they're willing. Uh, I love it. And Burns coming as well. Don't forget, we've still got Burn. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. He's a gem. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love our Irish connection, and um, and and we should start uh, selling some memberships, international memberships over and seas, and really market them in Ireland because I reckon uh, Carlton will be picking up a fair following with the amount of Irish lads we're taking on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a memo to the membership department. Mm. All right, folks. Um, you know, I don't know when we're going to talk again. It's going to be it's it's going to be a few weeks. It's a little bit it's a little bit sad as things wind down. I think, um, but um, I, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's joined the podcast this year. I can't even. I don't know if I can even rattle them all off. Let's give it a go. Um, aside from the, the, the two of you, maybe um, HBF, um, Shandog, Bluebell, uh, Jeremiah's Happy Dude. Happy Dude. Um, we've had the Toad Wookie. on, Wookie on. Um, I think that's all that's uh, joined us this year. And somebody's gone. If I missed anybody out, I'm in trouble. Um, but yeah, look, we've had it. We've had. Um, a lot of people are really interested this year and really committed to doing this and taking ownership of the podcast. And um, we're never short of people to sit around and talk about the Navy Blue. And um, it's been an absolute pleasure, absolute joy. And, um, and you know, just the people who, the loyal listeners that we have that comment on our podcast threads and so forth, um, that's why we do it, you know. So it's, it's, it's good being a part of something. So... Thank you very much, and uh, um, good night, maybe. Good night, everyone. I'll, I guess, be around soon. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, look, we we will definitely be back to, to have a chat, uh, and we'll definitely be back to have a chat for HBF because uh, he's coming right into the exciting time of year for him, um, with uh, with all the uh, player movements. That's what he that's what he loves. So uh, he'll he'll be on for sure. So um, uh, we'll we'll be talking to you soon, HBF. I'm uh, looking forward to it actually. Um, once the finals finish, um, yep, get into uh, get into finishing off uh, my homework with the kids, and yes, let's see uh, which gems uh, Shane Rogers and his team can um, can pick out for us this year. Yeah, yeah, they're all gems until we know different. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, it's good night for me, folks. Um, yeah, we've got no games on this week, but go the Blues anyway. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.